JD Talking Sports, doing a live version of Shaft today. Yes. Wow. I think it's from 71. JD Talking Sports on Thursday, August 17, 2017. JD Talking Sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Funny watching people like clapping their hands to Isaac Hayes Shaft. Yeah. All right. First off, my condolences go out to the people of Barcelona. I mean, that is some scary shit. And you know what's even scarier? My friend Isabel flew back last night. She was at the square yesterday where the terrorist attack took place today. They have some guys in custody, but my condolences go. I mean, it is a scary fucking world now. I mean, you can't go anywhere. You got to, you know what I mean? Uh, that's where you got to live every day. You never know what's going to happen. And uh, got to be on guard. And you got to. Scary. Yeah, I just, I just was, immediately I saw on the news, and immediately I contacted my friend Izzy, and she texted me that she got in last night, she's, she was all shook up, she goes, I was just there yesterday, and yeah, wow, that's all I gotta say on that phone. okay, Isaac, actually I really like this version, I'm gonna keep this, can't believe he's dead too, Isaac Hayes, man, he was freaking... It's like my hero, you know, I wanted to see Wayne Newton live, and now I, I never, I would have liked to met Isaac Hayes, never got to meet Ali, my father did. You know, the things you look back on, you're like, wow, I wish I would have met some of these people. Never saw Jordan play live, and I was, I was fretting, I was over like a $50, $60 ticket, I used to blow shit, you blow shit on so many stupid freaking things, and I could have seen Jordan live, and I was like, oh, I don't want to spend, well, what a fucking idiot I was. Look back now, I'm like, you're a putz. Yeah, so LeBron played live. Kobe, that wasn't my fault. He got suspended. That was a bullshit suspension, too. I would have seen, would have seen him play. Never saw Shaq play in per, live in person. So I'll get you psyched at 18 on my birthday. You know, I, I saw some cool stuff. So saw LeBron score 50 in the Garden. That's pretty cool. I've been a, I, I saw Clemens pitch. I saw Clemens, uh, Pedro. And we paid 90 bucks for those tickets at Yankee Stadium. That was a great game. I've seen some cool stuff. Some bit of City Field. Need to go. Saw the Williams sister play doubles together. That was pretty cool. I've done some cool stuff, right? I've been to Wrigley. Want to go to Wrigley? I haven't been to a Cowboy game live. I told I told Frank we will go to a game. That is on the bucket list. I even said we should go this year. Never been to a te- never been in the state of Texas, so I need to go there. And I need to see a UT game. Definitely need to go see a UT game. That's where I wanted to go when I was a kid. My father goes, you can't go to college based on the SI Top 25. I said, you really can you should go to a, you need to go to sports school. When I went to UNC, I realized how important it was that I went to a sports school, how much I needed the sports school, how much I didn't do it all that time, and I should have. Now, should's a strong word, wrong word, but I did get to Georgia undergrad, and I didn't go. And my, I have told you on previous podcasts that my dream was to play. I got into Miami. My mother, her kid got killed by a drug dealer. She's like, oh, you're not going to school there. I would have flunked that anyway, but I wanted to go there and just play special teams for Jimmy Johnson. And I would have played for Jimmy Johnson, and I would have made the team. I would have definitely made the team. I was a psycho. I'm still crazy. But on special teams, reckless abandon, I would have ran up and down the field. Please. I probably could have, you know, I think I could have topped out. I could have got jacked. I mean, I, yeah, I was a big kid. I, I worked out a lot. I think I could have got up to like 200 pounds solid, two, 215, with, with, a, with a really regimented workout program. Please. Now I got freaking tendonitis on my elbow. It's freaking killing me. Yeah, I know. I'm bitching and moaning. I know. I'm bitching and moaning. I apologize. I shouldn't be bitching and moaning. Now, I was just watching 
the Bucks Jaguars football game, and somebody stepped on Fournette's Leonard Fournette's foot. That's why I put it on. I was like, "What the fuck? Really? He's not playing?" But the thing I watched, and now that I'm watching the Hard Knocks, I saw the Roberto Guayo getting cut. They said it's technical. That's one more technical. And you know, you know, we love you and all that, but you're not making field goals. It doesn't matter. We don't, you know. And it was interesting seeing him drive away. But I was watching today. Folk, I didn't see. So it was six nothing. So I don't know if Folk missed an extra point. That's what I was going to check, and I did not look. But I wanted to see if they... Yeah. I wanted to see if they missed an extra point. Because I was like, it was 6 nothing when I put it on at that point. And I wanted to see if, how the hell they did that. Yeah, okay, it's 12 nothing. I, I know, Gumbo Shep, you love when I give score updates, but I'm not doing that because of the scoring updates. Extra point was blocked. Now, they, they kept Nick Folk, so he had an extra point blocked, and that's what I, when I was listening, they said, hey, they want, don't want a problem with their field goal kicker. Well, he made two. But the thing I was t- talking about is that how... Uh, their cutter was always is always on Winston about making bad mistakes, and he made some bad passes in the practice. And I was watching the game, and there was a play where Winston was going down. He was about to get sacked, and he he was going down, and he threw the ball away into the end zone to like triple coverage, and, and Cutter was like on his ass, like pissed off as all hell, which he should be. Because it was a stupid play. You know, on that play, you throw it away, you take the sack. And I think they called he was in the in the grasp. It wasn't really in the grasp. I think that he was going down and they had him around the neck and that's what the ref called it. But I'm like, listen, they should call the play. He wasn't on the ground yet. What do I know? I'm not a referee. I don't know. I don't know anything about nothing, right? Now. I was going to talk about, you know how the rookies get hazed, NFL rookies get hazed with this huge ass bill. Well, they pranked the rookie offensive lineman on Wednesday where the bill that was supposed to be $26,000 plus tip, rookie dinners, thank, thanks. Now, you know, the thing was there were uh, all kinds of expensive drinks, 50 shots of Louis the eighth cognac at $200 each, that's $10,000. Three bottles of red wine at $1,150 each, plus another seventy-two eighty in Opus One wines. Well, it was all a prank. They, you know, the, it was the night before a game. The veterans had a r- fake receipt printed up by Ruth Chris's to scare the rookies. Now, they didn't say how much the final tab was, but without the alcohol, alcohol probably was probably over a couple, couple thousand dollars. Steaks, 20-ounce porter, porterhouses came to over 1800 bucks and 14 tomahawk ribeyes. Those are 40 ounces each, came to $1,600. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Well, and then they showed really, there was a $64,000 bill from the Eagles, $55,000 from the Cavs, remember that, and there's 30000 from the Dolphins and 16000 from the Texans. They said, wonder how many of those are real. But you know what, I really feel, I know it's a thing they do, but you would hope those aren't real. I mean, you, you give a rookie a freaking bill for 55000 to take a guy's out. You know what? 
hey, you know what? They have the money they can spend. I can't tell them what to do. But I, that always kind of was like, you know what? Hey, you know what? I guess I never had that kind of money. And that's not something I would do ever. That's all I got to say on that front. Because I just, I just always thought it was um, a little something I would never do. I Yeah, I, I don't think I would ever do that. I think that's a dick move. I think, but it's a football thing and that's what they do. It's, you know, it's that's that's par for the course. And I guess, I guess, I, I, yeah, I, I just always thought it was, a, a, it was bizarro. I felt there was other ways. You know, I like the stuff they do where they tape the guys to the flagpole and stuff like that, goofy. But when you're putting, you know, this pressure of these guys trying to make the team or whatever, or even if they get this huge signing bonus, you know, I, I just think there's other ways to do it. I always felt this paying guys, taking the guys out is kind of crazy. That's just me. I know I'm, I'm, going, I'm going too much on this. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling. I'm rambling on that front, and I, and, and I, I apologize. Yankees are up now. You know, you know who's freaking on fire. I talked about how well th- that Gary Sanchez is playing. Well, he gives a lot of the credit to the J Lo and A Rod lunch. He said ever since then it made you know put him got him focused, laser focused. They're up seven nothing right now. Gumbo Shep, I know you love that, but the thing I want to he hit another home run, threw on home run, a two run single, and I was like, God damn man, he is hitting the shit up. Yankees are gonna could win four in a row. From the Mets, and they just what they need, the tonic they need to get back on the winning, winning streak side, because they, and they, and they, they're going to have, uh, they're going to Fenway for the weekend, which is going to be kind of tough. And I love this. Lonzo Ball opens up as NBA Rookie of the Year favorite. Russell Westbrook, best odds to win the MVP. Really, guys, can we, can we get to the season? I'll tell you, that's a lot of pressure, Alonzo Ball, man. A lot of pressure. And you know, all the other rookies out there are foaming at the mouth. They're like, listen, and everybody's going to be gunning at Alonzo Ball because they want to show up as dad. I mean, I think he's going to have to show every night, and we'll see if, you know. I mean, he is, hey, he, this is what he was, this is what he was preparing his whole life for, Alonzo Ball. So I don't think he won't show up, but I think he's going to have uh, some bumps in the road. Let's see. He'll prove me wrong, probably, but. And the Mets placed Jose Reyes ribcage on 10-day DL. Matt Reynolds and Gavin uh, Cicchini called up from AAA. Matt Reynolds just had a hit. They're down 7-1 in the seventh. Good going, Matt Reynolds. Not getting the job done. Not, not, not. Oh, and you know I like about the Yankees? Uh, Mr. Ste- Hal Steinberg, season of failure without playoff berth. Okay. I just look at him. And I laugh. You know, you think about him with the his dad. It's like total polar opposite. Come on, ridiculous, just ridiculous. And they talk about how T.J. Watt is going to take over for Mr. Harrison on the Steelers for James Harrison, and Harrison goes, "I don't give a shit what happened. You know, I don't care. You know, I just I want I want the ring." I mean, he's been, what is he, 38 going into this season? I mean, guy is a freak of nature. You should watch his workouts. He is jacked. Jacked. And it's interesting. You know, these guys keep going back and forth. Like Reynolds was hitting 204 with a home run and two RBIs in 37 games. Went back to the minors on August 1st. 
hitting 346 in AAA. Reyes hasn't had a a good day. Good, good, good years. He's had a rough year. But he still can play. He's not going to be around. They're going to get rid of him next year. Hey, and uh, Familia tossed a scoreless inning in his rehab appearance with Class A St. Lucie on Wednesday. Collins said he could pitch on Sunday. And Matt Harvey emerged from his rehab game with Class A Brooklyn on Wednesday with no issues. He remains in line to make another rehab start. Okay. No more Batman, but former Batman. We'll see what happens on that front. And a guy like Matt Reynolds is on his fourth stint with the team this season. But he's yet to receive consistent playing time. Fourth. I mean, talk about a guy going yo-yoing up and down, up and down, up and up and down. Crazy, right? And uh, Quincy Nunwa is going to have neck surgery, they said, likely next week. We shall see what happens. We shall see what happens. And and uh, Todd Bowles, non-committal on starting quarterback. Uh, Hackenberg received heavy, heavy dose of reps with the Jets' first-team office in practice Thursday. But they're thinking, you know, he wouldn't say Hackenberg is about to move ahead of McCown on the depth chart. Listen, <laughs> got to play a couple more games, man. Got to and and I, I this cracked me up today. Nigel Hayes, who averaged uh, 5.2 points per game with South Prip, they said pretty good defense for the Knicks, signed a partially guaranteed deal, the undrafted free agent out of Wisconsin. And they had pictures of uh, Carmelo just like rolling, in, rolling his eyes and everything. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens on that front. We'll see what happens. And Matt, Stephen Matt's 3.1. Three and a third, three point one. Three and a third innings tonight. Seven hits, seven runs, six earned runs. Yeah, ugly, ugly game, ugly. And Liberty play the Liberty are going to play the Liberty are playing, going to play the Sun tomorrow, seven o'clock tomorrow night. Sun are nine and eighteen and nine. Who clinch a playoff berth? Liberty are 15 and 12. They're playing tomorrow night, which is kind of cool. And then they play, they host the Lynx, who have lost only four games, making last regular season trip to New York on Sunday at 3 on NBA TV and MSG. Pretty cool, right? I thought that was, I was like, all right, I like that. Go, Liberty. Come on, show me some. And interesting today, Little League World Series, U.S. team from. New Jersey, the team near Jackson, play uh, Hohokus, I think that's where they're from. They played a team for Fairfield, Connecticut. And you don't want to see their team lose, but you were like, come on. But I thought that was pretty cool. So, and Fairfield won 7 6. I was going to do a show the other day, and I decided to actually, actually, last night I was in the city. A lot of people out. A lot of people out. And then so, you know, you know, I'm not trying to get all, you know, de- uh, morbid and everything, but you think what happens in Barcelona, it was a very, it was a tourist area. And I'll tell you, Times Square, they, I mean, you, you come and hit, hit, drive through there. You could, you could do a lot of damage. There's so many people in such a congested space. I know they don't allow cars there anymore, but there's side roads and all one person has to make a turn. It's, it's scary, scary shit. Scary shit. 
You know, Dominic Smith hit his first home run Tuesday. And actually, he play, grew up in Compton, and there were two guys that came to the program, and one of the guys that he grew up and idolized was Aaron Hicks, and he said, if Aaron Hicks can make it, I can make it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Gary Sanchez, man. Five home runs over 11. I don't think he got hit the other night. I can hear Peanut snoring upstairs. You know, you know your dog. I mean, she is, at, she is, I took her today. She gets groomed and she freaking pisses in the goddamn place every time. So they put her in a cage. The woman said, listen, she just pisses, she won't stop pissing. I think it's all the other dogs around. She's trying to like show her dominance, or whatever. So they just cage her up. And I took her outside afterwards. It was like she drank like 18 gallons of water. She pissed like, I was like, what's, and then I had put her in the back seat. I had to go into the post office, drops it off. And I come and she's in the front seat and she got hair, like like a layer of hair all over the seat. So I came home and I freaking had to vacuum the whole inside of the car because I was like, I mean, could this dog shed any goddamn more? I was like, geez, Louise, man. That's my dog. That's my peaser. I love my girl. Love her, love her. And Chapman, you know, ERA is up to 389, the highest of his eight-year career. He goes, I'm going through a rough patch here, but you've got to keep fighting. you damn right you do, buddy. Also, he twinged his hamstring, but they said he said he's fine. They'll probably, they'll probably shut him down for a little bit, these guys. And he's also converted 80% of his save chances this season, the lowest of his career as a full-time closer. We shall see. Seth Lugo went on a DL Tuesday with an impingement in his right shoulder. Robert Gerselman who who earlier in the day had said something about, I don't care what the Sandy Allison thinks of him or whatever. And Sandy Allison was like, uh, yeah, you should start caring. You, got, you know, you don't want to get a doghouse. And not a good way for a guy who's trying to make the rotation. You don't want to piss off your boss. Not at all. And Greg Bird... He said to begin his minor league assignment on Wednesday with uh, yesterday with Class Triple A Scranton. He looked really good in batting practice. They also the Mets listen to say acquired outfielder Travis Snyder from the Rangers and assigned him to Class Triple A Vegas twenty nine. He is a former first round pick of the Blue Jays. And you think about all these guys, you know, it's a lot tougher, man. It's a lot tougher for baseball, man. You hear about a lot of guys first round draft picks and they never pan out. They never pan out. And the Yankees, listen to this. Since June 1st, they're 33 wins. They've they've won 33, lost 35. The Mets have gone 30 and 36 the same stretch. So if they win tonight, the Yankees won't even be playing 500 ball. And that's even with going if they win four straight from the eight. So the Yankees going through a tough patch. And, they, and then you talk about the Mets. The, the Mets ranked first in the league in home runs and 10th in runs scored. They're last in the league in stolen bases and a, and a rare tips players get thrown out more than most teams. They hit the ball in the air more than an average team and, and yet players, players rarely tag. A hit and run happens only by mistake. And they said the bunt is plainly outlawed. And they're talking about how when you see Rosario play, how he runs and glides, how you know he's, he stands out like a, you know, he's like a unicorn. We'll see, and we'll see what comes. What how Cespedes comes back next year? We'll be curious how how the 
Syndergaard, you know, will, will they go more flexibility? I guess we'll see what happens next year. And it's interesting, they talk about the, you know, Giancarlo Stanton. They're talking about, you know, they don't really consider, you know, with all the steroids, that the real record is 61 by... Well, 60, right? Oh, but 61 by Maris. Because it's, since it's been broken, you know, you had McGuire, Sosa, and Bonds all were, you know, taking stuff. And the Marlins, they said... 11 of the last 12 years, last in attendance. They're averaging about 21,000 people. So no one's even watching Stanton. And he still has old, like over $295 million. You know, maybe they'll trade him, get some prospects. They they have a, the Marlins have an estimated $400 million in debt. They don't have a good television deal. There's a possibility the league will reduce its revenue sharing now about $50 million. Jeter, man, coming in, got a lot of work to do. And you got a guy like Jeter, never played for a Yankee team with a losing record. Five rings. He's up for the challenge. We shall see. We shall see, folks. Now they're saying Lucky Whitehead only going to be out four to six weeks with a broken foot. Let's hope so. And Jets really have no pun and kick return going. And also you had Jalen Marshall who's going to miss four games. So Jets got a lot going on, my friends. A lot, lot, lot going on. You know, Madison Avenue is predicting football viewership will drop again this year. I'll tell you, a lot of people are pissed about the the guys sitting during the National Anthem. And, and it sounds like these guys aren't going to stop. You know what? Hey, whatever I say, I say a lot of these guys are, you know what? That's what they said. They said, hey, you know what? We, wanna, we want people to listen to us, and this is what we have to do. This is our form of protest. I talked about it before. I'm okay with it. I think that these guys feel like nobody's listening. And if you've watched some of the press conferences and what's being said now, and now people think now we're, you know, taking every goddamn statue down. Listen, everybody who's a statue up, they probably have some skeleton in their box. Have to. And, you know, I was, we were talking tonight, and we were saying, you know, it's, it's still history. Good or bad, it's still history. And, you know, I... I you know, statue is one thing. I, I think the I think I think taking down the the flag in down south, yeah, you got to take that flag. That's that's like a swastika for a lot of people, the rebel flag, the Confederate flag, yeah. But the statues, I mean, what are we gonna take everything down? I mean, I, I just feel like you know every we become we yeah we become wimps. Every everybody gets up, upset about everything. You know, you can't talk to anybody. I'm not saying hey, I'm just talking about. I don't want to put my, you know, I, I want to, I want, I want to explain myself on that front. I do feel that people are overly sensitive. Now I'm not, I'm not. Cond- what happened in Charlottesville with the white supremacists? All that was disgusting shit. I'm just talking about a lot of stuff. You know, you can't talk about. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, supporting what uh, our supreme leader said because what? what oh, and 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 um, I'm not supporting at all. I'm just saying that a lot of things people get so upset about what people say. You can't say anything. You have to, like, everything you have to say, you have to redo. And I, I feel like, I mean, what, are we going to take every statue down in the world? Because then that's what they're going to say. Well, that's, the, that's what I'm trying to talk about, is that they're going to say, oh, take out the Confederate. Well, they're going to say, take down, you know, um, one of the northern, or take it down this guy, or take down this or that. You know, okay, you know, every baseball player, they put up one for Bonds. Should they take it down now because he was on steroids? You know, you know, people love him. Um, Ty Cobb, they said, was a... 
Not, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, you talk about O.J. Simpson. He's in the Hall of Fame. Do you go right now and take his stuff down for what he did because of everything else? I mean, you could, you know, it's a slippery slope. That's what I feel like. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a slippery slope. And I feel like uh, we can't just, you know, start tearing that. that, that yep. Let, let's sleep on this. Think about it for a little while before we jump and just tear everything down, take down every goddamn statue. Yeah, and Gary Sanchez said, any advice coming from them, I will listen. From them? I would take it more from A-Rod than from J-Lo. I would. Yeah, on that front. And Randy Moss thinks the sky's the limit for Brandon Cooks in the Pats offense, please. He saw what he did with Tom Brady. He thinks Brandon Cooks the same thing. And the Jets added Ken, Ken, Kenbrill Tompkins to depleted wide receiver core play for the Jets in 2015. Listen, doesn't matter who they bring in. Randy Moss, they could sign right now, and I'd... Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't be be upset about seeing them. And also, they're going to have eight-ounce gloves for the McGregor-Floyd fight. I should ask uh, Valerie what she feels about the eight-ounce gloves. I think she's more of a six-ounce glove kind of girl, but I'm not sure. I think she, she likes a, a tighter glove. She can, you know, she's got a good jab, works. Uh, she, she's very good because she works the body, and she, you know, you work the body, the hands come down, then you can knock them out. That's what she told me. She said, she you got to work the body, gloves come down, you can knock them out. But don't take my word for it. We shall see. And Nick's not interested in trading Porzingis for Kyrie. Thank God. Don't do that. Ever. Yeah. Please keep Porzingis. I don't, I don't want him. And Aaron Judge set a record for the most consecutive strikeouts. He had two tonight, too, already. So he is at 35 games, I think. <laughs> and he has confidence in Araldis Chapman, despite his recent struggles, per Joe Girardi. Yes, yes, very good. I like that. Good answer. Yeah, now, yeah, tonight's 34 straight. Unbelievable, huh? But he did hit a home run last, uh, third tier. Man, he could hit the shit out of the ball. And uh, Shane Mosley retires after elbow surgery goes awry. Also, 45 years goes awry. A boxer should not be fighting at 45. I mean, I know quarterbacks is one thing, but getting hit at 45, I don't think so. Yeah, Aaron Judge. Yeah, so they're talking about that. Matt Forte not expected to play Saturday at Lions with the hamstring. That's what it seemed like all last off uh, preseason he was out. And you see that first... Uh, <laughs> Yesterday at the Red Sox game, the kid threw out a first pitch, and he said he was a pitcher. I think it was for the Jimmy Fund. Hit the guy taking the counter and right in the freaking nads. I mean, right in the nuts. He was like, oh, and he told the guys behind him going, oh. Your shrimps, he was like, you hit him right in the nuts. They kept showing it. And then Will Myers yesterday stole second, third, and home. It was a double steal at uh, when he was on third, but still, three bases against the Phillies. Good God. I mean, that's a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what someone said. He'd been, he'd been asking about Allerson's recent assessment. He needed to start pitching better and responded, I don't really care. Did not go unnoticed. He goes, I'm going to give him a pass on that for a moment, but I hope he reflects on the implications of that statement and the potential consequences of that statement and give a better response the next time out. Good fucking answer. That's something where, you know what, we nitpick everything. When your freaking boss criticized you and said, uh, I don't really care. Oh, yeah? You don't really fucking care? Oh, okay, rookie boy. Yeah, that's what you need to take a case of. Shut the fuck up, count to 10, and walk away. And use it as, use that as a, 
as incentive as what's the word I want to use? Yeah. Don't do that shit. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Use it as a bulletin board material, but don't. I don't really care. Yeah, that's not good. And they're saying that you know the Mets they saved uh, all this. You know they with the trades of Duda, Bruce Walker, and Addison Reed. The the savings they made. What's that? Ten to fifteen million dollars. Listen, I think Wilpon, Wilpon, the Wilpons run that team like they're a freaking small market Tampa Bay Rays team. I would love, I'll tell you, you got rid of, you're getting rid of the freaking Marlins owner. What the hell's his name? Who nobody likes. What the hell's his name? I'm blinking on his name. Oh, Marlins owner, Marlins owner. Marlins. Oh, Loria. Nobody, nobody likes that man. Nobody. And I'll tell you, the Wilpons up there, not good at all either. And Floyd Mayweather says, I'll make $300 million in 36 minutes for McGregor. They have all these numbers behind the fight. They have the number zero, the times that McGregor stepped into a fight ring for an officially sanctioned amateur professional boxing match. But he's 24 mixed martial, mixed martial arts f- matches, winning 21 and scoring 18 stoppages. Okay, that's one. Five. Mayweather's won five different sanctioned world championships. Won a belt at 130 in 98, since that at 135, 140, 147, 154. If he wins, he'll be 15-0, which would eclipse the 49-0 and marked by uh, Rocky Marciano, heavyweight champ, between 47 and 55. No other widely recognized world champ is retired with a better record with zero losses and zero draws. And he's doing some trademarks to the trademark uh, TMT50 and TBE50. TMT, that's what Mayweather has patented with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. TMT is for the money team and TBE is for the best ever. Okay, good for you. 19.5 million, that's the number of buys Mayweather has generated as a pay-per-view fighter. He got $2.4 million for the De La Hoya fight in 2007, 2.2 for Canelo Alvarez in 2013, and 4.6 for that shitty fight against Pacquiao, who they said was hurting with the shoulder. The total projected gross for the bout, according to ESPN's Darren Ravel, $600 million, which would place it second only to the uh, uh, Mayweather Pac-Man show two years ago. Now listen to this. $235, the proceeds of the public assistance check Cash by McGregor, according to Yahoo Sports, shortly before his UFC debut in 2013. So in 2013, he was cashing a public assistant assistance check for $235, and he is on the verge of making $100 million for this fight. With pay-per-view. 235, you're talking about four years ago, how much life has changed. And I'll, how about this one? $4.8 million for the rare luxury car, uh, uh, Koenigsegg CC XR Trevita that Mayweather added to his collection in 2015 per Rolling Stone that said the ride maxes out at 254 miles per hour and goes from 0 to 60 in 2.9 seconds. 4.8 million for a car. And they're going to fight at 154. The uh, heaviest was 151 for Mayweather against Koto. And McGregor, meanwhile, fought at 170. Uh, for a stoppage loss against substitute opponent Nate Diaz in 2016. So 154. Now, 
Mayweather's 11 years older. McGregor's one inch taller, and he has a two-inch reach advantage over Mayweather. Last time he fought, Mayweather, when he fights 2,170 days, the last, how much time, the length of time come fight night that will have elapsed since Mayweather last scored an inside-the-distance victory via fourth-round KO against... KO against Victor Ortiz. So that's been that's the last time he actually stopped someone. Well, so every other fight's gone the distance. That's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. And McGregor took 13 seconds to beat Jose Aldo when he won the featherweight 145 pound championship in December 2015. He won the lightweight title and went 155 as well. I thought it was pretty cool. And $150 you have to bet to make a $100 profit on a Mayweather victory against McGregor inside the 12-round distance. A Mayweather win by decision, incidentally, would yield $230 for $100 bet. 325 that's a profit available for $100 bet on McGregor, according to the Odd Shark in the event that Irishman pulls out the upset. For comparison's sake, that profit margin was at 950 when the fight was first rumored last fall. So numbers change, right? Oh, I'm gonna, and I'm, I'm psyched. I'm going to play pickleball this week. And my mom looked into it, and we're going to play pickleball, which is this game you play in a much smaller court. It looks like you play with a paddleball racket. My mom's been t- talking, hyping it up so goddamn long. I'm like, let's, let's get this going. Let's get it on. Kevin Durant said he will not go to the White House. Are we shocked if, when the White House, he will not visit the White House if Warriors are invited? No. The guys are pissed. And then you got the the Bears talking about Mike Glennon, you know, and you know Mike Glennon, you know, zero point zero passer rating in the first game against the Broncos, but everybody thinks he's going to start, and they should start. You know, he, you know, he's he was brought in, and Glennon said last week, I realized going in to this that it was essentially a one year prove it deal, and it's no different now. Most guys in the NFL are playing on one on a year to year basis to stay with that team. I'm no different. Hey, nothing wrong with that. He's honest. And and John Fox feels that he has three quarterbacks, including Mark Sanchez. And you know, and Eli wants to play another four years till he's forty. Good for him. He, you know, he's he's working with Tom House and Adam Dado, who said, you know, that you know Tom House said it's his belief that you know. This is what he says. He says, uh, it's belief that quarterbacks should be able to play until they're 45. He goes, who proved that you go into your 40s productively? Nolan Ryan. Guess who's got the metric? You have to just spend the time. You prepare, you compete, you repair, or you recover. There's certain things that go as you get old. You keep your strength, but you lose your flexibility and your speed. Your nervous system, so you start training more intently for that. Pay more attention to recovery. And that's what he said. That's why he had to shut down. That's why Nolan Ryan threw his seventh no-hitter when he was 45. He didn't go out because he couldn't play anymore. He went out because he couldn't recover anymore. He didn't stop pitching because he couldn't throw hard anymore. He stopped pitching because he couldn't recover in a five-day time frame. So it's possible to get to 45. You know, but of course, football, as opposed to baseball, their serious injury can foul up even the best laid plans. But then you're seeing all these guys. Look at Tom Brady. 
You hear that Drew Brees wants to keep playing. Uh, now you hear Aaron Rodgers. All these guys want to keep playing. And why not? You know, if you don't get injured, and if you can recover, then hey. And, you know, everybody's using Tom Alsey. Hey, Blake Bortles did not help. He threw a bad pass tonight. I don't know what's going to happen with him. I guess we'll see. And you know, everybody's talking about the, the Bills tanking. Well, you know, Darby, who they traded, wasn't that good last year after a good rookie year. And Watkins had 28 catches. Are they tanking? I, and they're saying the Niners are actually, you know, their two first-round picks are going to be um, the real deal. I mean, we'll see what happens. They got the kid out of, they got Solomon out of, from Stanford, and then they got Foster from Bama, who they said would have went higher, but he had all the problems off the field. We'll see. We shall see. Eight. All right. You know what I realized? What the hell is that? I don't know if I'm drooling all over the place. Oh, you think I was sweating. All right, let's get to the trivia question. Trivia, trivia, trivia questions. And then my, my internet wasn't working, now it's working. Theme from, yeah. This, all right. Technical difficulty, folks. I apologize for that. You know, I got to put this song on my phone. All right. Last night's trivia question. Okay, most wins by a Mets starting pitcher ever. 25 by Tom Seaver, 1969. Tonight's trivia question. Most wins by a Yankee pitcher ever. Yankee starting pitching. Most wins by a Yankee starting pitcher in Yankees in their franchise history. Okay, now, looks like Yankees are going to pull out tonight. Knicks picked up Nigel Hayes. Is Carmelo ever going to get traded? We got more of the... We got more football this weekend. The Jets are playing the Lions. And Monday night, we got Cleveland Giants. And they're talking about Brock Osweiler. You know, I, I t- said earlier in the week, they said he overthrew all those passes in the preseason game. But Thomas, or old, Joe Thomas, who's made the Pro Bowl every year he's been playing, the offensive lineman for the Browns, feels that he's the guy who should be starting, and he feels like Deshaun Kaiser. And I agree, should be a guy who should be starting off the bench. Now, Floyd Mayweather, hey, next week from Saturday, Floyd Mayweather or Conor McGregor is finally going to happen. I'm not going to give my prediction now, but I'm, I'm rooting for McGregor. I am not a fan. I would love Mayweather to get that first loss ever. All right, Gary Sanchez, I don't know. Whatever A-Rod and J-Lo said to you, it's working. And you know what? Mr. Judge, don't worry. You strike out a lot. I'm fine with that. You keep hitting the ball the way you hit. I'll be good. Yankees, big weekend series against the Sox. Let's take three. All right, Isaac, thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.